0: Welcome to episode four guys and uh, you're tuning into the Other Way podcast where two Asian guys explore navigating modern life with a creative intervention. I'm Nick, your host. And I'm David. And welcome. So today we're going to talk about some of our little stories about forming daily habits, you Know what? how we think about them and why it's important to form like little daily habits. Uh, we're going to break it down into very structured mind shifts that kind of uh, hopefully it will help you some of you guys who are trying to like uh, build up a habit and you're trying to get somewhere with it you know you no know, David when we were talking about this topic you know I did some research a lot of times we try to change our lives for the better and we are often told by common consensus right we need to think big we need to make drastic changes or perhaps you know even move major containers just to get to where we are but I think what we usually miss out is that actually achieving major transformations could just be simple, a matter of a simple tweak in our daily lives. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, exactly right. So like, I always feel that sort of, you know, the day to day is sometimes pretty predictable, almost pretty mundane, right? And so I think about it as like, what do you, what do I do day to day to get me into like these like long term goals, right? And not also long term, but even short term or intermediate, right? What do I do day to day to get me on that step, right? What kind of, what kind of habits do I even form?
0: Agree, and I think a lot of times we think about our goals as like a single actions, like oh, I want to be the best in this field. For example, I want to get the best job, you know, and I want to earn this amount of money, and everyone one thing away like a same single action, right? And then we underestimate actually the power of like making small little improvements daily over a long period of time, which should actually be the main thing that we're trying to focus
1: on. You know exactly right. Like I think about you know where I was like a year ago. And about like the things that I've done just day to day, right, with my work and like with my personal goals to get me to where I am today, a year later, right? My travel goals or like financial goals. So I I completely agree with you on that point.
0: Mm, agree and most of the time real change comes from the compounded effects right so you think of your little habits that you build day to day be like even just waking up you know making your bed getting out on time sleeping on time i think these these are really formative little habits that will shape our life so far so you today if you're looking at yourself in a mirror you today you're an outcome of all your little habits that's the way you should look at it
1: yeah Yeah. So like, you know, like typically, right. If I wake up in the morning, like, what do I do? Right. What are, what are, what are some of the, you know, I, I could, I could count to a few things. Right. So number one, you know, I make myself a cup of green tea much in the morning and that sort of sets the uh, tone for the day yeah sometimes i mix that with coffee right and then that tells me okay like i had this it's a whole new day ahead i, I get a little bit of a caffeinated high and that helps me to sort of you know get to work or go to the gym so, so that's that's a good example of that
0: same for me so for myself i wake up every day when I get a chance as well, I tend to try to get myself out of the house. I think that's the number one way that my system wakes up. so I take a little walk or stroll in my neighborhood and on on the days where I don't have like a morning call, for example, I tend to just step all step get myself into the gym you know just to start up like the system and then to get my workout done and after the workout, I feel great. Right. And it, it all amounts to really like the first habit that I built into my daily life. And that is really to get out of the house and do that morning stroll. So instead of kind of taking a public transport to a gym, my gym is a 15 minutes walk away from my home. It's uh, not too far, not too near, but I do enjoy the experience. And that's really the, the number one habit that helps me fire up my system and get me ready for the work for, for the work day I hit.
1: Right. So can, can I ask like does it make you like, are you consciously doing it every day? Or are there, some, are, are there some days that you forget about doing that? I try to do
0: it every day. I, I must say that not all days uh, it's possible because sometimes I have like mon- my morning calls. Therefore, being being unable to, I'm, I'm not like a, I'm night hour in a, in a way, right? So I'm not able to wake up daily, but perhaps like maybe three to four times. Okay. Three times in a week of the weekdays, I'll do it. Yep. And that has been pretty helpful for me so far. How about
1: you? Great. You know, I I try to have my matcha in the morning every day or just Mm. have a little bit of like a... Like I drink some water, right? Or have some matcha or even have some espresso. So because I... I don't think I'm ever addicted to coffee. Like I, I enjoy the caffeine. It's not like I need it. But I think just having that kind of fresh, sort of, of a fresh boost of, of something, just, you know, something a little bitter, right? It mm. it gets me kind of, it, it's it's like a little bit of a rush, right? And it makes me feel happy. And in, in a signaling device, it lets me know, like, again, I see, it, it is a new day. And instead of like waking up, Kind of rolling around in bed, you know, sitting in bed for half an hour, maybe checking my phone, and then it's like hours gone. If I get up in the morning, like brush my teeth, make some matcha, I shorten that time window to like twenty minutes, and then I, I would have saved so much time. So in a way, it's like a saving device to start the day.
0: Yeah, and I, I think most of these things are very... It has to do with your mind, right? The mental state, right? So getting into the mental state every day actually really helps you to just do something repeatedly without feeling the stress. I think that's that's where I want to get to. So I think when I was researching like for this topic, uh, David, you know, like I... Th- Constantly, what came out on Google especially, came out this book by James Clear. I don't know if you've read it before, it's Atomic Habits. What he talks about, you know, is about the power of 1%, you know, like if you're able to move forward with 1% in whatever you do daily on a daily basis over a period of time after this is done, you actually compound to add up to a, at least like a 37% better in what you do. So imagine you have you you get better over in 37% year on year, right? So that's pretty, pretty a lot. And there's a lot of difference that you can make in your life, be it your finances, you know, your health, your career, you know, simple habits. I think that compounds over time has a very powerful effect.
1: Yeah. Is it kind of like power of practice, right? And is there anything... That you've done to where you've seen this effect? I think it's
0: really periodic. For me, I had this habit of trying to read books during this period of time, right? So back then in, I think two years ago, I was trying uh, very hard to kind of get more business sense of a uh, thing, get business acumen. So I, I was very much deep into reading business books. So my goal was to at least read at least five pages a day. Uh, and that's simple, right? Because I had a system of putting my book into my work bag and daily just after after my work before dinner i'll sit down at the cafe chilling and everything and that is where i'll, I'll pull out my book and i'll try to read five pages even if it's not a cafe on my way back home i think on a commute i would also be able to read that five pages right if it's not if it's not five pages if it's two pages, but at least I have that book in my hand, and that's easy for me. Just continue that habit daily, and I think I finished quite a, quite a few good books, and that really pushed me forward in terms of my thinking, my mental, my mental uh, abilities, and how to think about business cases. Yeah, and that really pushed me uh, forward in life as well as my career.
1: You know, it's funny. It, yeah, in t- you know, in terms of my coding, right? Like I feel that you know, with with engineering, with uh, programming, software engineering a lot of it is just practice, right? So you kind of, you know, you learn how to do things uh, more efficiently. You learn new concepts about like engineering. And so I've I've really noticed, you know, keeping at it. And I do this as a full-time job that, you know, over the last year, over the last couple of years, like my my coding ability has improved quite dramatically, so I think that's a really good example of that. And I also agree, there's like no plateau, right? Like I could probably keep doing this for like 10, 20, 30 years, and I each each thing right will add to and the other. So it's like this, it's like this never ending kind of wealth of knowledge that I could gain. There's one other thing that I think that is that I could speak to, and that's also just working out, right? I haven't worked out. I've only gone back to the gym just recently now. Now the gyms are beginning to reopen, and. And it's just not like, you know, time at the gym, right? It's also being intentional about like, okay, I'm going to remember what I did last time, maybe keep a log, but also push myself just a tiny, tiny bit harder. Maybe that 1%, as you said, Um, obviously I know, right? If it's like 1% times like a thousand days, I won't get a thousand times stronger. I understand that there's like a plateau, right? But I do see like, there are improvements when I'm intentional about, you know, doing, being consistent, right? And also just like, you know, trying to like challenge myself just to do a little bit more every single time. And it's really helped, right? Even the last two weeks that I've gone back to the gym, I've actually noticed difference, a, a difference already. That's great.
0: I wanted to ask you, I was just curious, some old habits that you used to diligently do, for example, gymming or like be it, you know, like learning to do your coding and everything. Was there a time that you switch down your habits? And and uh, what were the reason to do so?
1: Yeah, yeah. For example, you know, I think sometimes like you know, you have like goals, right? You have, have you know? I used to play some musical instruments when I was growing up, right? I wouldn't, I would call that kind of a habit, right? Like I would, I, I, I want to learn how to play piano, and I did that for several years, and ultimately, I think it was not achieving the goals that I wanted to do, and so I stopped it, right? And I think that's okay, right? I think it's okay to have to have goals and habits to be fluid, right? Because I really. Sometimes people stick to something that maybe they really, really don't want to do, but then maybe they told themselves that, oh, well, I've done it for so long, I will. I should keep continuing to do that. And I don't know if that's the right way to think about it, right? Because yeah. your identity changes, right?
0: Exactly. So it's the same for me. So my identity changed, my focus in life changed. So do my habits, you know? Yep. So it's definitely, I think for me, habits will change according uh, as 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 your goal changes, as your life evolves. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it, right? Right, so today we're gonna we're we're gonna introduce to you two mind shifts basically what what we're gonna deliver is two mind shifts on how do you think about habits, and at the end of it, we will deliver deliver four tips you know on how you could actually create like a very consistent small little habit that you can do repeatedly over and over again. Right. Number one mind shift is that something that I'm also practicing pretty diligently these days is to screw your goals and really focus on the system. Now what what do I mean by that, right? If you if you realize, you know, like winners and losers, right, they have the same goals. Right. If you think about it, you know, everyone out there when you, want, when you communicate a goal, everyone wants to have the best job, you know, everyone wants to have like the best beach body, you know, hottest body, everyone wants to be earning the most money, you know, everyone wants to stay in a nice place, nice car and stuff like that. Hey, everyone wants the same kind of goal, but what differentiates the winners from the losers is the system, right? So if you think about uh, something that's closer to us, like like for example, if I want to clean my room today, that is a goal, right? and i actually proceed to do it you know i keep my clothes you know like i put things back in order everything looks beautiful again and does that room stay the same usually i think if just uh if i don't have a system on how to organize that room more than likely right the room will go back to its original state in a matter of like one to two days and i will see that whole mess again but if you have a system in place for example i i start to my my small habits are like putting things back immediately to its uh, own location when I use it for example and I just have a maybe a small habit of like uh, arranging things nicely in the morning that room will stay clean and stay uh, neat for the rest of the day for the rest of the week even for the, the whole year right so I, I think that's the that's the power of a system you know it's a it's it's not a goal is a temporary result but a system it's uh it's there's a longevity to it I think that's the beauty of it
1: exactly yeah People make goals all the time, right? People have a lot of dreams, but it's all about having a system to get there, having a routine, right? So I find it to be very important. And the most, I I think also it's like a plan, right? The most elemental is just like how are you going to get there step by step. Mm, yep. And I
0: think also goals generally, if you think about goals, right, David, what 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 kind of feelings, kind of ignite in you? How do you feel when I talk about goal, like the word goal to you?
1: Yeah, I go back and forth in it. I think it's good to like have goals right because it gives you something to shoot for but sometimes it gets wrapped around in like it's like i don't know like new year's resolutions right it's easy to break many people don't set the right goals and it's and it 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 just it it is sometimes it runs a gamut right of 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 the way people think about like goal setting so i'm always a little cautious about how people kind of think about goals and whether they're they're realistic or not
0: what what are the feelings like do you feel like Excited, happy, stress—like where, where, where does it, and or where on the market does it? Mm-hmm.
1: Everything in between, everything in between. Everything in between. Yeah, because you mm. know, there are some goals that I, I think it. Okay, I think it feels very great when you set a goal that's reasonable, and you mm-hmm. achieve it, and you feel it's a great sense of accomplishment. Right. So I think that's probably one kind of good outcome on, on that spectrum. On the other hand, you could set a goal that. Maybe it's too unrealistic. You put a lot of effort into trying to, or you put a lot of effort into achieving it and it doesn't, you don't achieve it. And you, then you feel kind of depressed. If you, you know, mm-hmm. along the way, as you're trying to achieve that goal, uh, you might feel anxious, you might feel defeated. And so that gives you like negative emotions to come out of it. So I, I think a lot of it can be dependent, right? On uh, what you said and how you get there, right? But I think like, like you said, you know, sometimes goals lack intention, right? Sometimes goals lack mm-hmm. plans, and that's a that's a big problem. Yep,
0: for sure. I think so. What I'm hearing from you is goals kind of is tagged with like volatile uh, emotions, right? So you sometimes can feel happy, you can feel sad, you know, you can feel like exhausted, frustrated. It comes with a lot of like uh, emotions. Right, so I think that's that's the thing, and I think one thing that was prevalent for me when I was in this whole goal setting things, right? I think for a total of two to three years in my past in my career as well, I've been setting like really crazy goals for me to achieve, and a lot of times I think I experience burnouts, you know, uh, frustrations, disappointment. That's what you said, and there's this one thing that really stuck out to me: goals, kind of having goals. And and by goals, I mean like the smart goals, right? Those measurable, specific goals and stuff like that. It kind of restricts happiness, right? For me, what 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 I thought about goals was like, having goals, I will only be happy once I reach that goal. I think that was a thought mm. that I would continuously have. And I was just continuously, you know, putting off my happiness in a way that, you know, if I don't achieve this goal, I have no right to be happy. You know, mm. if I don't achieve this goal, I have no right to go out with my friends. I have no right to... Uh, travel. I have no right to be enjoying my weekends. You know, I think that was like a constant theme throughout my whole two to three years in my uh in the past two to three years, and I think that kind of caused my burnout as well. Mm. Right. So it's it's also one thing that I learned over the years. Like, hey, you know, I th- I could I could think of goals differently if I think of goals as a system then, hey, I'm just doing this thing every day, you know, like, is arranging something in my room, like, stressful? It is not. If yeah. I doing, like, reading two to three pages a, a day, even if it's uh, two pages instead of five pages that I set myself out to do, it's okay. I, I'm doing that little thing as well, and I'm building towards uh, mm-hmm. my goals, you know, in a way, and that goal becomes, like, a side thought, like, an outcome rather than, like, a, something that I need to hit. And if I don't hit it, it's more likely that, you know, my emotions will affect me.
1: Well, why do you think people kind of have set these goals, right? Only to be self-defeated, right? I think so many people that I know set these goals in life, right? Where the short-term, long-term, they end up feeling very disappointed. And I always kind of, I always wonder that, right? I do this myself. And I think, you know, I'll give a good example that maybe I was taught that a goal would be to have a house, right? By the time I was 30 and I see people Mm -hmm. saving, 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 and maybe they're not saving enough and they just get defeated and it's, it causes a lot of stress, right? Because they're just, like you said, right? They're not, they're, 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 they're not, they're not happy until they achieve it, right? So they're all, they're focused on is getting to that goal. And that could be years, 10 years down the making. And it's just Mm -hmm. this constant kind of anxiety in the back of their mind. And I just wonder why people do that to themselves
0: exactly so if it's like five years or like you know getting a house maybe it might be what a span of 10 years does that mean you defer your happiness for 10 years that's not a way to live right yeah so i think a lot of a lot of people um me included especially like we get into this whole uh spiral of like you know if we don't get our goals you know we we don't have the right to deserve happiness you know that kind of thing i think that's a thought that's pretty toxic to do to ourselves so and i think this right right that's why i I think that this topic of like uh, uh small habits is really just to reformat you know how we think about goals and then that will kind of enable us to kind of unlock a better system towards achieving our goals just the same right which also brings you to the third point you know like uh like what you say short term long term right what i what think is also goals. uh usually at outset long term the long-term game right so uh i want to bring you imagine goals in the setting of like a football game for example you know the goal of a football game an individual game itself usually is to win a game right and if you have a scoreboard for example if you want you want to get like 10 out of 10 shots usually Looking at the scoreboard itself, staring at it, doesn't help, you know. It doesn't bring your 0 to a 1. It doesn't bring your 5 points to a 6 points, you know. It does nothing. It does nothing and little to nothing of helping your situation. But say, for example, you have a team, you have a system of playing, you know, you have a strategy, you have your a way your teammates communicate on a few and everything. That helps because the system it's already what you are doing anyway. That is your game plan. You know, you have uh, certain timings that you want to meet. You have a certain timing of getting the ball to a certain part of the field. And then that's how you score. The score kind of takes care of itself, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a whole, a whole uh, metaphor of like, also how do you build a system to achieve your goals rather than just, you know, like building up a goal that may be un- unrealistic, irrelevant, maybe to your current state of uh, your mindset, your life and everything. And you actually fall and tumble to pieces if you don't actually achieve that. I think it's a good point. Right. So so, so I think that's, that's mindset one. That's the mindset shift. So I'm going to share with you another mindset shift and that is identity versus outcome, right? So this is a very, very interesting thing. This was also featured in James Clear, the Autonomic Habits. So identity versus outcome, right? It's about, a way we can think about our goals so our, our usual way of thinking about goals is we think about the outcome i.e to say the, the smart goal and then we try to work backwards right and that is usually like, okay, if I want to earn like a 200K or 300K in a year, you know, like how can I do it? And i work backwards. Maybe I need to get a piping job, you know, I need to work multiple roles, you know, multiple jobs or like I get a side hustle, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's usually you work backwards. And what happens when you reach the goal? You see, when you reach the goal, it's more than likely you don't know what's next. You go into this state of wondering, okay, now what do I do? Now that I reached the goal, what do I go? And a lot of things that you've been pushing yourself towards, usually with a lot of pain and frustration, you tend to you start to feel like, okay, I I now that I reached the goal, I can relax, I can I can enjoy my life a little bit more now, you know, that kind of thing. And that's when all the habits or all the little habits that you think you have built so far shambles, you know, it it, it tumbles down because it never it was never part of your identity. So I want you guys to think about it in a different way, right? Identity versus the outcome method. So identity is perhaps is going from how you feel inside towards achieving a goal. For example, if I'm a healthy person, right? So that is an identity that I craft for myself. I'm a healthy person. Therefore, I, as a healthy person, I tend to eat foods which are rich in more red, uh, white meat over red meat, right? So that's, that's uh, something that I tend to do. And because I'm a healthy person, you know, like I exercise regularly, I go to gym regularly and therefore, more than likely, one day I'll be able to achieve my six packs. So that's an identity goal, right? It's, It's something that comes from how you feel inside, who you are inside and eventually you work towards that direction and your goal is kind of like an outcome rather than something that you hit and then you kind of like go roll backwards immediately and you stop doing everything that you were doing before
1: I kind of wonder right I noticed even for me right I've I've I think when I was much younger I'd wanted to like just get really get really big have a lot of muscle and I think I shifted because I wanted to be healthy right and I wanted to Mm -hmm you know, I tried to like sort of have these drinking matcha tea in the morning, right? Eating less sugar. And because I began to change the way I thought about myself too, right? Like like as a healthier person, I said, okay, well, healthy people don't eat a ton of sugar, right? And so I think in a way it was very self-reinforcing. I felt very comforting. I felt that identity helped me keep to my habits a lot more.
0: How, how do you actually like ensure these habits stick to you? Like, like, was there something that you reprogram in your brain, you know, that kind of thing? Like, what, what were you telling yourself when you actually started this whole matcha journey or like exercise?
1: Yeah, I, I think environment helps, right? So I think, you know, I wanted to read like healthy food blogs, right? Be with people who had healthier lifestyles. And I think that the environment aspect also matters, right? That you... Have this community that can support you, and I think once you kind of then have that mind shift that this is who I am, the consistency part I think naturally naturally falls into place, right versus I think it's sometimes harder to like willfulness, right the power of oneself sometimes it will be challenged when you feel like you're the only one in the community doing it, and no one else is It's a challenge, right and I think with the internet, it actually makes things so much easier to meet people, to talk to people who share your own who have for your own mindset, it's easier to get that accountability versus before the internet, it, I think it'd be really hard, right? It's easy to get hurt mentality because of the people immediately around you. So I think that really helped me into becoming a healthier person.
0: That's true, that's true. Actually, you make a very good point. So actually having like people to train with you and people who eat healthy foods like you, it's definitely easier because it's really like the, they are the triggers, right? Yeah, they they're your daily triggers of and reminders of like doing what you do. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think sometimes over the years, especially when, in, for example, if you are uh, at work, for example, and your colleagues are not really the ones that practice a healthy lifestyle, you know, like, like the one, they're the one, if they're the ones who just love oily food, for example, and like, they just go for like the fried chicken, like the really big burgers and McDonald's, right? How do you keep out these habits? Like,
1: do you have any tips? It's very hard. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll give I'll give you the story. You know, when I first started doing keto I do it from time to time, right? I don't I do not do keto so much. I do kind of maybe low carbs, right? Or just like healthy carbohydrates. Um, I don't try to overeat them. But, you know, even in California, we would think that that's kind of where that was invented or that a lot of people are like that. And actually, it's not the case, right? I, I used to work in a workplace where people would think that my diet was quite extreme. And it was hard because you're just surrounded by people who eat sometimes eat donuts and all these unhealthy foods and what really helped me was the fact that knowing that i don't know like the identity matters right the like i am a different person and you know maybe in work it's only like six seven eight hours in the day and so when i would leave work I am much easier to sort of see my friends who kind of have similar habits, and I think that that was kind of reinforcing right it was It was good to see that contrast, and I think it made me affirm knowing that like who I am so and also I think maybe it's good to maybe sometimes expose yourself or sometimes negative reinforcement helps. By kind of seeing habits that you don't necessarily agree with. And it kind of reinforces like what you're doing is the right thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that really stems from how you feel about yourself, right? So it's a, it's a lot about like the identity that you form within that you feel 100%. So it's, for example, like... um. It's also sometimes tough at the end of work, you know, like for you to just push yourself into the gym, I think that has been a recurring theme for me. Yeah, sometimes your your, your mind is just so tired and I think you, it's easy to just say like, okay, I had a bad day, you know, like I'm not going to the gym today, I should just do some self-love, right? open quote like quote self but it's not really because you are kind of deviating yourself from your actual goal right so I think it, it's remembering who you are right this identity that you craft for yourself if I am someone who's aspiring to have like good physique you know I'm, I tend to be therefore I tend to even for a good 20 minutes you know like I will enter the gym and therefore I will at least do a key exercise you know like just for basic maintenance because I am who I am, who I, who I set out to be. And that's like a physic conscious person, right? So it's really how, how you exactly.
1: feel. Yeah. Mm. And even with the whole health thing, right? Sometimes you see people, they get up, they drink so much coffee, they feel tired all the time, mm-hmm. they're eating like crap. And you're just like, oh, I'm glad that I'm not like that, right? And, and it's, in a way, it gives you kind of agency to like teach people like hey you could also have this a different identity right you could also change your habits as well just the small little things so in a way you're kind of that hope right you are you set the example for the alternative
0: exactly so I think, uh listeners, I think you have full control on who you want to be, and that is really fully defined by you, right? I think we we're so at a point of like you know, like building useful habits, you know, to kind of get closer to our goals and our aspirations, and if and perhaps we we're also so on the idea of like making daily little improvements over a long period of time is very beneficial for our goals and also all about the systems rather than goal setting, right? So maybe you're thinking right now, how do I build habits in the first place? You know, like how can I build this habit so that it is as consistent as possible and how do I overcome the difficulties? So right here, we have four tips on how you can build a habit that will last you through a lifetime right? Are you ready? So tip number one. I'm definitely ready. Yeah. Tip number one, it's to make it obvious. Right. So, what 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 do we mean by making it obvious? It is, for example, um, it is it is very close tie up to like environmental design, right? So, the fewer steps you put yours uh between yourself between you and a good habit, the more likely you're you're gonna be doing that good habit. And it's the same in reverse, right? The fewer steps that you put between you and a good habit, the more likely you're gonna do that good habit. And the more steps you put between you and a bad habit you will less likely be able to do that bad habit. So imagine yourself, uh for, for for me, for example, I have uh I try to go to the gym every morning on days that I don't have a morning call. What helped me so far is to really put my gym gear, you know, my gloves and my uh, active wear just beside my bed when before I sleep. So the moment I wake up, I kind of look at it and I'll go like, oh, okay, today's another day. You know, like I have to get out of, the, of my home. I got to get myself to the gym, right? So that's a very simple, obvious method of kind of just remem- reminding yourself like, hey, I got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, right, with making matcha, I just make it very easy, right? Sometimes like I used to have, I used to make something called Bulletproof Coffee and it was a more convoluted process. You have to use like butter and a blender. You have to make your own coffee with the French press. But with matcha, it's really, I can make it within like two minutes, right? I just boil some water and like have a little whisk and put the powder in there and just like mix it. And I could have matcha really, really easy. So to me, it's a very mm. simple kind of life hack to to get me started on the day.
0: Yeah. I think it also helps if you put your matcha, for example, in a place that the moment you step into the kitchen, you can see it, right? So it's it's obvious that, hey, you know, it's just there. Let me just do it right now and get it over and done with. And by that, you kind mm-hmm. of clock a simple habit, you know, every day, right? Exactly. So tip number two is to make it as attractive as possible, right? Make this habit as attractive as possible. What do I mean by that, right? As humans, I think we are very attracted to dopamine, Right, so the whole idea of being motivated by rewards, you know is we we're just like little kids, right? No matter how old we are, we still act like little kids. you know, our minds are primitive, and we are always attracted to the whole idea of getting a reward if we do something. so if you make this habit very attractive for the mind you're more likely to do it you know so for me my example of like going to gym it's whenever i go into the gym right i'll plug into my favorite podcast so if it's on f- tuesdays i'm actually plugged into mostly po- comedy podcast i'm listening to this podcast by mr nigel earn i think most of you would know him as uncle roger who actually does spark off a huge ph- phenomenon online so he has a podcast called rise to meet you and that it has always been my tuesday motivations on other days I listened to this other podcast called Asia, not Asian. It's a comedy podcast by this guy called Mike Nguyen. and um, shit, I I can't remember the name, <laughs> but anyway, is this is this comedy podcast that talks about uh Asian issues that Americans don't really care about, right? So I think basically having this this thing to look for for whenever I'm in the gym, it. Firstly, it triggers me to think about okay when I'm in the uh, when I'm in the gym listening to podcasts, it's time to work out. And secondly, it's just a very enjoyable experience, right? That I look forward to it every day. And that keeps me wanting to go to the gym because that is the moment that I enjoy my podcast as well. Mm. So I think the third tip that we want to share is to make it easy. Right? So reduce the number of friction it that is needed. Reduce the number of friction to get to doing your small habit. So I think for, for, for you, David, for, uh, in the sense of your case, it's really like having the matcha inside. In, uh, whenever you stand in your kitchen, that's easy for you to just pick up the matcha and get your matcha daily feel going. For me, it's the whole example of like having my clothes just beside me. So in the morning, I don't have to think about, you know, what to wear, you know, where, where, where to get my gloves, you know, like where are my keys, things like that. So the lesser friction you have between you and your small habit, the more likely you're going to do it right
1: it, yeah yeah and so even with the gym right as well like i i kind of i know where to grab my clothes i don't make a big ordeal out of it and i you know it's just even, even choosing the gym matters right some people like go across town and go to like their favorite gym but sometimes that's not necessary and so that small change can make you make you much more consistent in that goal for example
0: yeah actually, actually that's true as well so it's all about like design right like your transport and your the ease by design right so for me during covid period I used to be from Fitness First uh, in Singapore and this was, their branches are usually scattered around like the central dis- business district. But ever since I started working for home, it would be quite a journey for me to travel all the way to town just to gym. So, I kind of changed gym during the, the lockdown, and right now my gym is 15 minutes away, like I, I just shared, right? And it's really nice, you know, because it's easy. I don't have to travel long uh, periods of time. I save on cars and I can do my morning walks as well. So, it's, it's, it's a lot about really designing your day and schedule as well as your activities based on like what logistics are available to you. So in, in a sense, if you can find like a gym that is nearer to you, even better like if it's uh, just within your housing compound, that would be great. So the final tip... I want to offer is to make it satisfying. All right, so what do we mean by satisfying? It's all about like designing the whole experience of doing your s- small little habits as well. For me, usually when if I dream in the morning, I get home and I usually treat myself to a very very nice uh, lunch. Uh, so that's something to look forward for. If it's in the a, in a evenings on days that I cannot dream in the morning, I I will definitely go home and I look forward to watching my K-drama. So I allow myself to watch my favorite K-drama on nights where I gym. And that's kind of like what I look forward to, you see, because it's a very enjoyable experience.
1: Uh, Yeah. So in my case, I actually do enjoy drinking matcha. So in a way, it's like kind of nice that it's like kind of happens to be something that I enjoy doing and it actually forms good habits. But sometimes with that, I kind of, in order to prefer for the day, right? I go, you know, I sit down, I sit on the couch and I like just maybe chat my friends a little bit, read some news. And to me, it's really, it's a kind of my period to relax a little bit before I actually start my day and work. So that's the way I kind of associate that, that that activity, right? Is to use it as a time for like relaxation, even meditation, as I'm sipping my matcha for those like 10 minutes, for example oh that's nice that's nice yeah so it's really a designing of the whole experience right versus just drinking it just to drink it and some people just drink coffee just drink coffee right they're just they do it mindlessly and i think that you could use that right to create a environment that that you could get more out of right to get more out of the experience Mm. of drinking coffee or drinking matcha or tea for example
0: exactly so what about bad habits right so whatever we shared earlier on how do you build your your good habits you can also do it on bad habits so the trick is to kind of reverse whatever you're doing for the good habit. For example, if you're making a good habit, doing a good habit easy because uh doing the habit is obvious. You make it invisible. So for the case of the matcha, you you don't you don't have it around easily, spotable, and that's how it will be outside our mind. You know, if it's an attractive thing to do, make it unattractive, right? For example, like not having snacks in your fridge, for example, unhealthy snacks in your fridge. If you don't have it, you more than likely will not do it because uh, getting, getting the snacks, you probably need to have change, you know, go downstairs to the grocery store, get your, your daily fix and come out again. That's a lot of steps, right? So making it unattractive will basically defer you from, uh, deter you from actually doing those bad habits. Easy. If it's easy, make it hard, and definitely if it's satisfying, make it unsatisfying. It's simple as that, you know, like, yeah, make this a bad habit, something that you don't want to do, and on a long term basis, you wouldn't do it. Okay, I think we're we're almost running out of time. I think this has been a really great uh, uh topic that we that we touched on today. Uh, I think just for closing, you know, like I feel we rarely stop to think about our own habits or plans on a long term basis when we try to plan our habits, right? So usually where we start with me included, we start with goals, and then there we and then upon reaching the goal, we usually feel a sense of loss. You know, like we feel happy for a moment, and then we we feel lost, and whatever smaller habit that we used to build it kind of reverses right unknowingly and i think the great power of like this small habits really like is the emphasis that it places like having systems over goals right so so systems tend to help you be consistent goals more than likely it will be a short-term thing right so i think the key takeaway from this topic today is really like to remember like um, small habits will compound. If listeners out there, if you're kind of like trying to build a little habit, you know, get further, uh, to get, get better in life in certain things that you want to achieve, you know, be patient. I think that's number one, be patient. And number two, just remember, you know, consistency is really the key to achieving your goals, right? Let, let, your, let your goals be an outcome or side outcome, but let the system bring you through. I think that's that. that's the main gist of what we're trying to say, right? So we'd like to hear what you think about um have small habits as well. If, is this something that you can relate to or do you have like a, some other ways of looking at your small habits? What are the small habits you actually do in your daily life that actually has brought you forward to who you are today? We'd like to hear from you. We can be found on the Instagram as well, on The Other Way Cast. That's the O-T-H-E-R-W-A-Y-C-A-S-T. The links will be in the show notes. And if you have supporting questions, you know, topics that you would like us to cover, also please DM us. We would like to tackle it in our next show.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this podcast, please hop on on Apple iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review as it helps us gain more visibility on air, which gives us the opportunity to connect to more listeners like you.
0: Right. And be sure to also catch our future episodes next week as we dive into more tips and tricks on how you can navigate your modern life. So stay tuned and bye for now.
1: Thank you. Goodbye.